when we're cooped up in a building, it's like being in a cave and it will throw us back to that the idea of being in a cave. The outside environment is a place where there are threats, but also opportunities. Um, so we'll be feeling the threat now as imposed upon us by the government and also in the form of uh, these uh, COVID marshals that oh, are being yes. Oh, yes. proposed. Um, and we will react to them instinctively as yes. if they were predators. Yes. Yeah, so um, obviously where we are in sort of the Mersey region of the UK, uh, Boris Johnson came out and he said, um, you're going to go into tier three lockdown. Yes. This basically means something like pubs are going to be closing at like 6pm, gyms can't open at all. Basically, you're going to live in your house and you're going to be pleased about it. Of course, we did a video back in March, I think, mm. when the lockdown oh. first first hit. And uh, I, th I think it was you, Steve, was it? It might have been Pauline. Predicted riots. Sent yep. you back in that video. That yeah. What happens as a social experiment if you lock people up inside? So, well, the instincts are going to start kicking back. Yeah. So, well, obviously, since the lockdowns happened, it's basically when I started my work as a therapist mm. over Zoom and online. I think we said in the previous video we've recorded today uh, that uh, complexes and the anima and the animus are the things we mostly work through. Mm. So if we reframe the anima and the animus as what it truly is, which is the relating function, yep. then you can see exactly what happens in an individuation neurosis. And I think yep. the lockdown situation sort of frames that problem quite nicely. Mm. It's like, what would make one fall off a timeline? What would make someone feel not particularly brilliant in themselves, but not have a major psychiatric condition? That's sort of like a colloquial way of phrasing perhaps an individuation neurosis. And the big one, the huge one, which comes up time and time again, is uh, no friends. Yeah. I can't indeed. go out and see people. Because an example I bring up with, with guys who come speak to me, because obviously they're, they're normally younger and they've you know, been to university and other stuff like that. Um, stuff like drinking. You know, it's like you go out, you have a great time. And there's no problems when you're out hanging about in the pub or at a nightclub or whatever else. But you wake up the next morning by yourself and you feel terrible in your own head. The anxiety comes in, the biting voices come in, things like that. Yeah. But then a friend calls you or you go downstairs over there's other people down there and it goes away. So it's like the state dependent nature of lots of these um, unpleasant things that occur in your own psychology are removed within mm. social contact. Mm. So I was wondering what you guys thought about what a further lockdown could do. And this is right up to like Christmas now, potentially. Oh, yeah. go, go yeah. what, this, what this could do to people's mental function, because we don't exist in just by ourselves, individuating no. on our own. We need yes. other people around us. And perhaps, you know, videos like this could help fill some of that void in, yeah. in some capacity. Mm -hmm. yeah. I was wondering, wondering what you guys thought about how severe that really could be for people. Well, I think for me, and I have a, a cousin actually, um, so it, it, it's, you know, um, close to home really at the moment, who lives alone and is facing a, a lot of these anxieties alone. And the thing that she's flagged up and was in my mind as well, to be honest, before she actually mentioned it, was the, the seasonal difference for a start mm. as we move into autumn and winter um, and the, you know, the nights are moving in, it's becoming darker earlier. And that that alone is obviously going to impact on people's mm. well-being because at least during the spring and summer months, people were able to go out. They could go for walks. Yeah. They could, if if they um, even if they were living alone, the chances are that they would maybe meet somebody out socially on a walk, even if it was some a stranger, yeah. somebody yeah. they didn't know, because the situation was such that people, even strangers, during that time were acknowledging one another and going out of their way to be friendly. So at least um, 
that sociability then could could extend out uh, into the environment whereas now we're looking at a, I think a very a very different set of circumstances as you know we're already in the autumn but as we move into the winter months and then of course things like Christmas will be yeah. pending you know that's only around the corner so all of these are, are, I think um, mark a very different set of circumstances to the ones that we we had back in March and mm. I think therefore it's, it's going to affect more people um, negatively than maybe it did back then so it is a very concerning time Mm. Yeah, very concerning, really. I mean, mm. we're already starting to see um, uh, an increase in the number of suicides, yeah. obviously, yeah. amongst young people or people coming to us, um, you know, clinically for help. So we we expect that to continue and in, and probably increase as well. Mm. Yeah, my own view, uh, because of probably my personality type, I, I tend to scan out using extroverted intuition mm. and, and try and look for patterns that are working themselves through. And when that happened last time, uh, the immediacy for me was the regressive trend towards a paleolithic level of uh, response, an old stone age level of response. Uh, when we're cooped up in a building, it's like being in a cave and it will throw us back to that, that idea of being in a cave. The outside environment is a place where there are threats, but also opportunities. Um, so we'll be feeling the threat now as imposed upon us by the government and also in the form of uh, these uh, COVID marshals that oh, are being yes. Oh, yes. proposed. Unbelievable. Um, and we will react to them instinctively as yes. if they were predators. Yes. Or competitors. Yeah. Which will mean there's going to be a reaction against them at an instinctive level. Now, whether that's acted out or not depends upon a lot of things. But last time I predicted that the police would be looked upon as being predators, and that did seem to happen, particularly in London, yes. in the UK. Uh, it's also happening in the US, uh, and there'll be a reaction. Uh, but that was mitigated because lockdown was lifted, um, and people began to reorientate themselves in a more or less normal way. But to have it reimposed is a huge mistake. Yes. At one level, there'll be an unconscious awareness of herd immunity. Yes. This will be instinctive because our ancestors have been through and experienced and passed through and survived most of them. Um, in fact, all of our ancestors have survived every kind of um, pandemic we've had of us. We wouldn't be here. Yeah. And they will have an awareness of herd immunity at an instinctive level. And that will mean people will want to go out and expose themselves to this virus and get through it in a selective sense yeah. because the genome will be pushing us to do it. You then add that to this paleolithic mentality. Uh, we're going to see people going out foraging for food in the way they did last time. So um, the shops are going to get stripped of essentials. Mm. Uh, people will be superficially nice, but uh, suspicious of one another, particularly now that the government is asking people to inform upon each other yes. over whether they're breaking yep. these rules. Yes. Um, this is going to create the potential for a lot of problems and already we're seeing resistance coming through from local political leaders who are saying pretty much that they're not going to follow the government's guidelines because they know they can't keep the lid on the instincts that are going to power their way through. Mm -hmm. So I think there'll be a push, a natural level push towards herd immunity. That will of course mean a lot of people are going to get sick um, but because it's instinctive, it will have an irrational element to it. And when you try and override that 
politically with rationality, you mm -hmm. will get the instinctive uh, pressure to push back against that. It's a recipe for disaster. It's not been handled properly. Uh, one reason why is that the government in the UK have progressively eroded national identity. Yeah. That makes, makes it harder for people to bond together. It means they're going to fracture into smaller local groups based on the family. This is very, very ancient, very old. This is deeply Paleolithic. If you want to move people away from Paleolithic, you have to give them a, a higher level uh, of uh, collective representation uh, and reference. In other words, the nation state. Yeah. But patriotism has become unpopular, so therefore people are gonna become tribal and then down to the, the family level of protection. Mm -hmm. uh, that will mean we will see predators and competitors everywhere. And if it goes on, there will be trouble. An alternative, as I say, is people will just ignore it and they'll be pushed by the genome to face the virus and gain herd immunity despite the losses that might follow from that. Because we know instinctively that our ancestors have dealt with bubonic plague several times, yep. all sorts of infections in the past, and we are descended from the people who survived that. So the genome collectively will push us towards doing it. It will feel compulsive it will feel irrational but nevertheless persuasive um, and we can bet that kind of thing will start to emerge but there'll be a lot of conflict with the police and there'll be lots of conflict with these so-called covid marshals who will appear to be jumped up local upstarts uh, who are trying to uh, maximize uh, in a parasitical way their own resources feeding off this current crisis, so I, I can see the potential for it going seriously wrong. I reckon if you're going to have like predictions on that, I reckon if they come out and say uh, there's going to be a mandatory vaccine, oh, yeah. that's yeah. when things are going to fall. There's also, yeah. by the way, the theory behind vaccines. What you're one of the first things in biology class that you're taught about is that vaccines you give people an attenuated version of a pathogen, yeah. and then you give it to enough people over time, and you get herd immunity. Yeah. Basically, you know that most people are immune, therefore there's no means for this to spread. It's just destroyed as soon as it enters somebody's body. It's like, okay, yeah. that doesn't square well with what you've just said. No. If it comes with a mandatory thing. I don't, yeah. You know, you see this stuff like the March for Freedom and stuff down in London. They're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. You're seeing more clashes between the public and the police. It's, it's only going to keep growing. Yeah, it is. I mean, women understand this kind of thing because women with young children tend to expose their own children to other people's children yeah. with, with that herd immunity. Chicken yeah, with chickenpox. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, not so much measles, but certainly chickenpox because it's obviously it's a much milder illness. But they will deliberately have, I mean, they call them chickenpox parties, and it's yeah. a deliberate you know, attempt to expose children to the virus uh, and to literally get it over with oh, yeah. uh, and, and to move things on. And, and so at, the, at that, again, very uh, um, instinctive level, mm. women know that it's probably a good thing to do and they mm. do do it. Mm. Um, and uh, it's a natural way of doing it. Yeah. And of course, to some extent, doctors, GPs acquire mm herd they immunity oh, yeah, because do, yeah. of all, all the people you know otherwise they'd get every illness that walked into to the surgery mm -hmm. so we know we know instinctively that these things work and can work but it's as if we've missed the opportunity to do it because it, in battening yeah. down the hatches and having the lockdown when we did uh, back in the spring and the summer 
uh, when it would have the, the virus would have been weaker and it would have been a good time for people to be ex therefore to be exposed Completely to it and get agree. a weaker version of it we're now doing it as it's it's actually grown in strength and uh, I mean there are obviously experts who who talk about these things and and they have suggested that say December would have been a better time for example mm. um, if, if we were going to do something like this and, and, and protect the, the vulnerable categories of people that are, that are often described mm. then that would have been the time to go for a complete lockdown and, and not now mm. but you know like you say Steve it's been handled very yeah, badly, really badly really. Yeah. Yes. the government will become the enemy not the virus they will. that's the yes. mistake that yes. they've made because they haven't bonded the country together because yeah. the country doesn't exist. England is no That's longer true. a country. It's a soccer team. It is, yeah. Or some other sport. It's an abstraction. It's not an identity anymore. It's been eroded. That forces people into localised groupings yes. uh, and identities which will then eventually conflict with one another. It's yeah. obvious that it, w it will go that way yes. under sufficient pressure and this is one of those potentially sufficient pressures that could break the whole social cohesion hope it doesn't go that far yes i hope that's not a prediction but always think what will instincts do how will they handle a situation mm. that will mm. give you your best indicator because it's happened before and we're programmed genetically to respond to large-scale threats in the same way unconsciously and it will emerge it will appear first as frustration we're at that level now frustration has kicked in uh, then there'll have to be a solution to that frustration in one form or another yeah yeah, I mean, one of the things, again, that my, my cousin has flagged up, Steve, is, is the very point that you make about um, these sort of uh, self-imposed marshals, yeah. um, that she's already experiencing people snitching on one another, uh, even when, you know, they don't know the full circumstances yeah, yeah. Uh, for someone. Nonetheless, um, they're, they're choosing to, you know, invest their energy in that particular way. And like you say, that, that will it will break down communities rather mm -hmm. than um be a be a cohesive thing and it's i hate to think that where this is going to go to be honest with you yeah well, this, really this is also do. like fresh off the back of brexit as well it was yes, only a it few, few short years one election cycle ago yes, basically and that true. caused such divisions oh, in the did. country so this, this within families too yeah yes it's like yeah. A, a jane i was thinking about um, yeah. there's, there's someone on youtube who we follow there's like a girl and a husband and she was pregnant they make vlogs and stuff like yes, that. And, yes. Um, the, in one of the videos, she's moved house somewhere. But obviously, she shows in the video, it's yeah. just like near the beginning of the original lockdown, that she's not wearing a mask yes. and her family are around. And her yeah. fans, the yes. comment section rips into her. People unsubscribing, yes. dislike, I yes. hate you, how dare you. So, yes. But yes. this is meant to be like a happy place where you watch people talk about happy, lovely things. Yeah. What the hell is happening? Yeah. It's, yeah. Not very, go well. it's a very, very divisive thing, isn't it? And, yeah. and I think a lot of it too is. Um, are people's suspicion that they're not being given the, the right kind of information or that the figures are being manipulated in, in some way. And so, you know, you start from uh, a position, certainly with respect to the government, of not really trusting where they're coming from. So yeah. everything else that they have to say thereafter, you know, yeah. you tend to be suspicious of. Yeah. And again, it doesn't instill confidence. Um, yeah. And... and People will, it will become tribal, you're right, Steve. I think it has that's to. probably the it best way to. It has to, because that's it. the, uh, that and the family, uh, 
are the fundamental levels. Yes. Uh, the family in the in their own cave, their mm. own house. That's so Paleolithic. Oh, that, yes. That's beyond Neanderthal. That's it way is. way back. It is. Yes. Uh, and uh, then the the composition for resources. So yeah, the, this so-called snitching and uh, that mm-hmm. will increase because neighbours become competitors they for do. resources. They do. Then, um, but instead of having a small group of uh, <laughs> ancient humans living in a cave in, in one part of a specific ecological territory and mm-hmm. another, we're on top of one another basically. Yeah. Yeah. But we're compressed, so the stresses are increased massively. So yeah, the potential for serious yes. violence mm-hmm. and social decohesion is it's huge it, it is and, and it's being um i think it's being amplified by the response of the police yeah. i mean they, they've, they've become so involved in in social media and social issues these days yeah. and they'll be turning up at people's doors i mean they have done mm. already mm. and I, I mean just thinking about what you said steve about the the idea of your home being well it's like your castle as well as your cave isn't yeah. it yeah and people instinctively will respond very badly to that that kind of intrusion yeah. into their homes where oh, they yeah. feel that that is literally the the last um uh what's the expression it's last um, defense isn't it Does yes it it's the last place of defense yeah. isn't it and and if you have that kind of an intrusion into there then again people are going to react and react very oh, yeah. badly to that yeah. yeah and understandably so yeah to some extent the government deserve it and i'm not suggesting that there should therefore be any kind of issue that, f- that follows on from it but mm. they've mishandled it and the problem with power is it will never let go. Mm. The only way to change power is through an agreed process. That's either through the ballot box or it's through an alternative. Yeah. And if you force people onto their instincts, mm. various alternatives will surface to the ballot box. It just makes sense, unfortunately. Yeah. And they're trying to manipulate people on their fear. Mm. And fear, of course, is an instinct. Yes. So you, you know, yeah. you can't help that from welling no. up in you. No. Um, and it, it's as if so little of what we hear is reassuring and common sense anymore. Yeah. It's off the scale to frighten people yeah. and to literally come down with an iron glove. And, and you know, it, it's, you, you resist it, you peril, basically. Yeah. And that's, that's how they want you to feel. That's where they want you to be. Yeah. Yeah, I think they've um, they've made a mistake there. They've misjudged what's left of uh, this country's freedoms mm. as as they exist in the minds of ordinary people. Mm. They probably misjudged that they can buy them off of alcohol and pubs being open twenty four seven, which was Tony Blair's way of breaking this country's soul. Um, but there's enough of it still left. We we haven't migrated sufficiently into totalitarianism yet for them to get away with it scot free. Mm.